Welcome back to the Listen Up Podcast, where we analyze a new album each week. I'm Jamie, and this week we've got me, Nick, I'm Bob Ross, and Jordan. I got a haircut for the first time in over a year, which is cool. This week, we're going to be taking a look at Obviously by Late Street Dive, released in 2021, and it was picked by me, Jamie, again, that's me. Uh, I picked this one... Um, I guess it's a it's a few a few things lead into it. Um, Tell one, us. I I love this band. Um, I really feel like they're they're. I don't even know if underappreciated is the right word, but I just feel like they're not as well known as they should be. Yeah, they're. I I love their like jazzy R and B ness, and then with this album and the, and their last album, uh, they're kind of going even more into like infusing like a little bit more of that like poppier sound into their songwriting and structure uh mm-hmm. and it's just it's really good um and then the reason it's the reason i chose this album though is simply because it's uh their newest and i really enjoyed it me, me and nick we were on shift one day at work one friday morning um and i was just like i'm just gonna look at my release radar and find just some really new thing uh, and we found this, and I was like, "Oh shit! When did this come out?" Um, and listen to that. Uh, we also listened to the new Lana album that had coincidentally came out the same day, and uh, one of those albums was way better than the other one. Um, Lana. Yeah, yeah, much better. What is it? Kim Trails and Cow Patties. What is it? <laughs> Kim Trails over the Country Club. There we go. Kim That's true. Kim Trails and Cap. I'm just saying, Norman fucking Rockwell. I think it was a better album for sure. I like oh, it yeah. more. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, so that's kind of that's kind of why I chose this. And actually, I think as far as my like familiarity with them, I believe that the reason I know about them is from uh you guys in high school, you and Travis. Yes, sir. Primarily you. Did I tell? I don't really remember. Travis knowing a lot about them, but I could be just completely. Well, wrong. I just remember whenever we went into, we had a teacher, our beloved uh, junior English teacher. He uh, he would play music, like kind of I guess during his class between like during the like fifteen minute breaks between periods, uh, and then one day we walked in and he was playing something, and I just remember both you and Travis were like, "Oh, is this is this Lake Street?" Lake Street the song was "Rabbit Animal." See, I didn't. I didn't. I don't even remember what it was. I just remember. And so that was like where the name was introduced to me, and then at some point later on, I think you're the actual reason I heard their stuff, and I was like, "Oh shit, yo, this this is tight, yo, this hard, uh, yo, this hard, <laughs> okay, hard." Rachel Price, hard. Rachel Price, hard. But I, dude, I love her voice. Their rhythm section's also great. I mean, it's kind of like St. Paul and the Broken Bones, where it's like that jazzy R&B-ness, bluesiness, but I love the vocals and, like, all the all the music going on behind the vocals is also, like, immaculate. I yeah. love it. That's a you that's know. a good comparison because not only is their um, their style of music is, is pretty similar, I guess, 
kind of like soul jazzy rock but made today versus it sounds like it could have been made in like the 60s or 70s or something and they, mm-hmm. they keep taking more like experimental liberties with it but uh for both of those bands saint paul and the broken bones and lake street dive for me i, I was drawn in by the the sound of the singer's voice and i mm-hmm. i love the instrumentation behind it but i only got as much i only got a, a larger appreciation for the music once i was pulled in by the voice you know right yeah yeah you you come for the voice and you stay for everything else including yeah. the voice mm-hmm. yeah for sure i uh i would really like to see lake street dive live mm-hmm. they're they're supposed to put on a really good show yeah i was reading about them on their wikipedia page and it i think it was saying it was either the year before they came out with bad self portraits or it was touring off of that album it, it was like the mm-hmm. the transition between like it said in 2013 and 2014 they played around 300 shows and i, I was yes. like even in a even in a two-year period that's like what that's a, a little less than one every other day yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean some people hit that shit. Mm. Uh yeah, I, I found a uh Damn. it was like a Vanity Fair article like as put out as like a like part of the press for this album dropping. Mm. Um and it was with it was with Rachel Price, the lead vocalist, and um Bridget what's her last name? The bassist. Hang on, I'm looking it up. I'll it's tell Bridget you. something. Kearney. Uh Kearney. probably kearney probably uh but yeah it was it was a vanity fair interview with the both of them and they were like you know the typical press stuff right now with musicians like oh how did covid you know because this was supposed to come out they did all of the work in in trying to put it out early 2020 uh like pre-quarantine in america and then so they just coincidentally got it all done right before covid happened and then they were like okay well we'll put it off and then, what did they say? They said, uh, you know, it was kind of, it worked out putting it off because had it come out right then, it would have come out and you'd have this like really lively, bouncy album that then like, just like a societal darkness happened yeah. <laughs> for like, <laughs> the tones you know, the next like 10 or 11 months. And then they were like, but it, it works out that it's kind of coming out now because it's feeling like there's kind of this like, you know, the light is starting to come into the end of the tunnel um and so they were like yeah it worked out uh but they were saying i think rachel said they asked how it felt not like doing all of the touring and everything she was like i've come to better terms with it she said that she started she has found new things like she's been learning spanish and uh bridget uh, convinced her to get an Oculus Quest and they play like VR stuff together. Uh, <laughs> so she cool. said that that's worked out. But she said that, what'd she say? She said that she's the the majority of her time over the last like 10 years has spent touring. So it's kind of weird to lose that huge like pillar of self-identity. But she actually had the first, I, I hadn't really heard this perspective before. She said that it's kind of worked out because it's kind of reassuring to know like this is, like it's not just a small part 
of who you are, it's kind of it's kind of refreshing to have it like reinforced. Like, oh no, like I do really enjoy this. It's not like you know they've had the the time off and she's been like, oh thank God. It's like she said it is kind of been a like a, a positive out aspect of it being like, oh damn, like I enjoy it so much that I do miss this. So I was like, huh, I hadn't. I hadn't really heard that uh, perspective about it. Um, yeah. Thought that was interesting. L- Jordan sil- Howe, silver lining action. Yeah, yeah, always good know. to have. Uh, Jordan, how, were you familiar with them at all? Not at all. Gotcha. How did you? Uh, how did you feel about them going in I thought, blind? I thought they were okay. I did. I did really like her voice. Um, style was decent. Just nothing mm-hmm. really stood out to me again. Um, like, it wasn't, like, bad. Like, I liked, like, a couple songs. Mm-hmm. Like, Hypothetical's pretty decent. Um, know That I Know. I kind of liked how catchy it was. Um, probably some other ones I'll talk about later, but... Uh, nothing, like, crazy, you know? Mm-hmm. No. I think Jamie and I were of the opinion that we, we thought you might like it more than we anticipated because of how much you enjoyed Los Angeles off of Women in Music yeah. Part 3. And it's kind yeah. of that similar, like, strong rhythm element and a little jazz going on with the saxophone and stuff. Especially hypotheticals. My money was on hypotheticals, hush money, and know that I know falling mm-hmm. into that camp mostly. But I didn't want to, like, say anything beforehand to, like... You almost got it perfect. I can't remember exactly know that I know off the top of my head, but if I listened to it for, like, a second, I probably would. But mm-hmm. Yeah, because I uh, that's the Bob Ross one. Bob Tross, Bob Ross, yeah. Ferris Bueller, Spock. No, yeah, know that I know is the one with all the like, the like the pairings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, going in, going in, knowing this band, I I really like this album. I would say it's definitely in like the upper half of their uh, body of work for me. And I don't, there's not an album by them that I don't like. Um. I, I definitely like uh, some more than others, but like this one's definitely in the upper half, if not like, I don't know that it'd be number one. It, it'd be hard for me uh, mm-hmm. to pick a favorite of theirs, but I really, this album I like a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Bad Self Portraits will always be mm-hmm. the it's number a good one, one man. It's me. a really good one. Yeah. It, but it's, this... it's definitely in the, in the running for top for me too. Mm-hmm. And this one, this one gets up there. Um, I mean, I like the overall sound of it more than I did Free Yourself Up and Side Pony. There are two albums that were in between Bad Self Portraits and this album. Yeah, you always say that about Side but Pony. I like I, Side Pony. I was about to say, but I very clearly need to listen to Side Pony and Free Yourself Up again because I was a I was a jaded little gatekeeper high schooler whenever that <laughs> came out. And, and because it was just different than their first album, I thought, ooh, this isn't this isn't good anymore. I wanted the the jazz, the jazz band, like like when Leon Bridges came out with his second album, it was so different than his first kind of straight up soul album that I yeah that I didn't enjoy it that much. But I I like I like that album a lot more now. I forget what it's called, Leon Bridges' second album, and I'm sure I would like Side Pony and their other stuff more now too, especially considering how much I like this album. Mm-hmm. And how, how oh, different Sometimes it is. you just got to rock a side pony, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do know that line from side pony. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, so 
yeah, I guess we can start getting specific then. I don't. My brain kind of had like a <laughs> yeah. it like it went fully <laughs> blank when I said that. Um, I like the song hypotheticals quite a lot. Yeah, um, it's one of my favorites. It's so good. It's so like it's it might it's one of my favorites of like. I think it's one of my favorite songs by them. Like I, I really <laughs> like that song. Uh, it's like just like the bass line with the little guitar runs th- thrown throughout there. Uh, I, it just feels so like bouncy and like yeah we're just you know we're just fucking chilling dude uh the chorus it, it's the kind of thing starting with like the first time i listened to it is like an earworm man it gets stuck in my head just the whole time or for like weeks uh and it's 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 impressive to me because the the whole sound uh, the whole song sounds pretty complex with how mm-hmm. how many how intricate the rhythm sounds but yeah. you can you can still remember pretty much all the words to the to the chorus if you really get into it and her vocal yeah. delivery kind of seems like it goes like a, around the beat it's not always on the same like it's because she's got that she's got that jazz school background yeah and i think that's a, that's a really cool thing about uh i guess mostly like her voice and uh bridget's bass lines and his name is Mike Calabrese, I think. Yeah, he plays. Uh, he plays like the drums. Or no, 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 it's the other one, Olson. What McDuck? Yeah, because they Olsen? call him McDuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because his like his trumpet lines and stuff. Yeah. He actually he went to school like with uh, with Rachel Price, Bridget Kearney, and old McDuck Olson. They went to school together for like at a jazz school in Boston. Um, and then he went for like trumpet and learned to play guitar specifically to play guitar in a band. Hmm. Um, and yeah, and, and you can tell, but you can really tell it in in the the bass lines and how how Rachel sings within a key. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and and in this song, especially like the chorus is great, and then the verses, I just like. The lyrics are good, but also her delivery throughout, where she goes like her pitch just really ranges, and and goes like decently low, mm-hmm. in some part, like a uh, or she's like immediate action is unnecessary. She's like yeah. she goes low with that, but I got a plan of attack, and I I love that man. It's so I I love dynamics. You know, I, I mean, who doesn't? That's like a big part of music. <laughs> That's but music. It's, it's, she does it very <laughs> is, well. Uh, is resolving tension, yeah. But I think it was <laughs> right. this song. Uh, I had meant to remark in my notes on one of the songs, and I think it was this one. How there there's a part where she goes for, like super low to super high. I'll see if it was on a different song later when we're talking about other ones, but mm-hmm. it's just her, and her maybe vocal control and the combination of everyone's layered in vocals and the way that they like the the way that she sings off of 
like not exactly over their background vocals sometimes mm-hmm. and then sometimes they all come in together it's, it's just it's impressive how it all fits together mm-hmm. yeah and i uh I, I think it's also really cool how sorry leo was oh how's your dog like, talking Shake to the door him. uh <laughs> I, I think it's really cool starting off the album th- there's like that intro section to hypotheticals that the first word on the album is the album title Obviously, we're at the beginning of something. I don't expect you to know where it's gonna go. But I believe... Uh, obviously. Yeah. And then, it's cool, it's, it's obviously we're at the beginning of something, I don't expect you to know where it's gonna go, but I believe we might be onto something, and I just thought maybe you should know, and then it goes in. But it's cool because, one, that starts off, uh, it fits into the, the song's narrative of like a person telling someone like, I've been thinking about us together, don't know if you know it or not, but I've been on it. So, it obviously fits in with that, oh, obviously. Uh, but it's also cool because the whole album they like try to tackle big issues a lot of which are like first time topics for them Mm -hmm. so it's like the intro works for both the song and in the narrative structure of the song and like the album as a whole I think that's so cool I I dig that I agree what's Jordan what's Jordan looking for what's he doing sorry I turned my light on a little bit more just so I could have more light in my room Oh gosh. Gotcha. Uh for the but yeah, so, so I thought that was home. <laughs> for this this audio podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh and I also I really like whatever that instrument that has that solo. I'm pretty sure it's a like very effect heavy trumpet track. Because of the way that, like, the timbre and the, like, the flowiness of the notes. It's a very, like, air instrument, not, like, a discreet, like, a, like a, but it could also be a very, very legato and smooth synth playing. But I'm, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's a trumpet. You're talking about the after, I think it's the second verse. Yeah. Where, where it's I, like, I know the... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just it sounds very like trumpet or brass in like Yeah. The flowiness of it. It doesn't mm-hmm. sound like it's a hard stop instrument. So I don't know, but I I dig it whatever it is. It fits into that weird where you're like, oh, this is like this is poppy. This ain't just straight up. This ain't your your dad's jazz. Yeah. <laughs> um I dig it though, man. I like it. And it's standing in my head. I don't know why, but it like reminds I... Dude, at the very beginning, I thought it was like that Bruno Mars song where it's like, I've been waiting. I think it's called Suit and Tie or something. Right, it sounded Mars? like that at the beginning. Bruno Mars? Bruno Mars? Isn't it Bruno Mars? That's Justin Timberlake featuring Jay Z. Oh, God. Bitch! <laughs> 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 
Ooh. Jordan lost Shee! all 2000s cred. Oh, no. That's like... That song was whoopsies. the shit in middle school. Yeah, it's still Bruno good. Mars. He made Dude, that uh, Holy Grail song. I was forced to listen to Christian music up until high school, that's okay? Fair, that's fair. Or early middle school. My first song, I remember hearing Viva La Vida on 99.5. And it like... With- Unlocking a key in your brain. <laughs> now I actually heard the Minecraft parody version of that song before I heard the actual song. You did really say funny. that. Yeah, it was really funny. But um, creep. No, yeah, the, co- the, the, the oh man, <laughs> shut up, dude. I was gonna say the core. I also really like the chorus of the song. Mm-hmm. It just it was very catchy. Yeah, dude. It's just like just walk around going. This is very, it's very, like, hard not to move your body to music. Mm-hmm. I agree. Boogie. I'd be uh, boogieing going down the road. And then the next song is Hush Money, which is also one of my favorites on the album. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's especially the uh, the piano at the beginning just feels so like, okay, okay. You get, you get a little head, you get a little head bob going to it. It feels it, it. It's weird to say it about a piano, but there's a lot of like swagger to it. It's a very badass piano group. You know? <laughs> uh, Probably, uh, I would assume by their new the new piano player that he was he was added to the band for this album, right? He was well. I, I know, thought so, but he was added after the end of after the release of the last album. Okay. He's been with them for like a couple of years, but this is the first one where he like was here for the band and helped like write the album and mm-hmm. bl- played for the studio cut of the album. His name I, is uh, Aki Burmis. Burmis. Aki. It, I'm not sure how mi- it's pronounced. It might be Aki. I feel like I, which. Sounds. I feel like I'm saying it wrong, but I I think I heard him say it like that in a YouTube video I watched earlier today. I can't remember. Yeah, see, I, I didn't. Yeah, I never caught any of the like uh, any stuff to to catch that. Mm-hmm. Rachel Price was born in Australia. Hmm. Oh. Wow. Uh. But yeah, and dude, I there's a I, I was gonna get into it in Saint Baldus, but I love his addition vocally. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think his voice really is, especially. Uh, well, again, I, so with Hush Money, I, I'll, yeah, he's in there and he's playing. He's playing like the keyboard. Uh, he primarily he primarily plays keyboard. Um, but the chorus in Hush Money is also great too. I really love the, Kiki, yeah, like the way that she delivers those lines. Every time I'm like, oh, oh, that's it's got some some nice uh, some nice stank on it. <laughs> Like okay, stanky. okay. I'm like that's that's a stanky, stanky fucking line right there. Stanky. Yeah, I love that. And the uh, the word. And so the whole song just feels like really like yeah, fuck the man. Um, and it just feels really cool. But then uh, I really like the uh, 
the lyrics and the the wording of the second verse especially You think you're charming, it's alarming just how blind you are. You've got a smarmy little army, you're a pint-sized czar. You can't win the game, so you plan to throw it. But I got a whistle, and I think I'll blow it. And now you want me to be quiet, you won't get it for free. And then she's like, the chorus comes back in, and I'm just like, oh. Yeah, I I heard her say smarmy, and I thought that was funny. And then I thought, oh, I'll look up the the rest of the lyric, and then I saw that she said "czar" at the end. Pine size czar. Czar, as in Russian ruler. I was just, <laughs> I was. I don't know the last time I've seen or heard that word right. since like but then, high school. But yeah, but then with the whole like, uh, but I got a whistle and I think I'll blow it. Mm-hmm. Ooh, <laughs> dude, it, it's so good. And then the, I also like the bridge a lot too. Um. song doesn't really get in doesn't really get the heavier guitar in until the first chorus right yeah yeah i'm gonna say like that distort the, the distorted instruments towards like the end mm-hmm. kind of turned me off of the song a little bit really yeah i don't know why it seemed like something i'd like hear at like a saloon or something in like <laughs> texas or something yeah baby. i don't know we down there sh- shooting the miscreants. You know? It's like we're rounding up a posse. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why, but I I, I didn't like the um, rawness of it. Yeah, just I gotcha. Personally, gotcha. I don't know why. Yeah, huh. yeah, that one that one's definitely. I think that one's that one's a big one that I like. Like uh, someone could be like square dancing to like the the second half of this song. <laughs> Weird. I didn't. I, <laughs> I don't. I don't know about that. With that in mind. I might have to. Uh, you I don't might, know. I might have to. Say it's cap on that one, Chief. I, I'm, I'm re-listening really to it, the end of it right now, and I don't. I'm not. No, not not the end. At like at like one thirty to like to like two. Listen to like one thirty to two, right. or a little bit before that. Like that. I don't know. Down, down, down. It's like hush money out. Like I could like see like. Okay, I can. Yeah, square dancing. No, but I can kind of see what you mean. I think. Okay, like it could be not like square a, dancing, like a, Nick, like a okay. southern bar it's band. A, yeah, it sounds it sounds very raw. Like the the guitar sounds very raw in it. Yeah, I like what it. I'm trying to say. I like getting raw guitar. You know. Wait. So uh, the next song is same old news. <laughs> but I, I yeah, so same old news. Now we can get into it. I really like the song. Okay, so I think Aki wrote it, and because okay, so they said in the Vanity Fair interview that their approach to writing this album was they kind of like paired off with each other and just wrote stuff. And so like they tried to break, they broke into pairs. So they all wrote a song with each other in pairs, like how it breaks down like that. I was trying to figure out how to word that, like a fucking probability problem or some shit, like a word problem. (laughs) But 
they all wrote <laughs> they all wrote songs with each other. They said some of them, you know, made the album. Oh my god, hang on. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> some of them made the album cut. Some of them didn't. Um, so I'm looking forward. Maybe we'll see some show up later on. Ooh. Uh, they um they did. But that this with... was one he wrote and she read it and she was like. Okay, so like this is a duet, right? And he was like, uh and she was like, It's gonna be a duet. I wanna I wanna hop on this shit. <laughs> and then they they did like a dry run and they were like, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, it's a duet. <laughs> uh, but it, it's it's really good, man. I, I don't listen to a lot of duets and go, Okay, that was really well done. Uh but this is one of the ones where I like I like having the like the last duet I can think of that I heard and I was like, Oh hell yeah, is the uh the Labyrinth Sia duet. Mm, yeah. Oh my gosh. Baby, yeah. baby, don't you uh, see? I got everything you need. Beautiful. I got everything. Uh, but yeah, his voice, I think, really compliments. Because uh, his is kind of, it stays at like a higher plane than Rachel's does. Which is which is something that I don't think you, that's not typically how uh male female vocal sounds go in duets but i liked the kind of different reorientation of that uh and and I just I, like both of their voices are great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is then, one of my dude. Hmm? Well, I was gonna say that's this is one of my favorite songs on the album. Yeah, it's it's not. I was trying to think of how to classify it, but it's. I don't know. It's just it, it's just kind of that because uh, it's not really eighties. It's I mm-hmm. I guess it's a little more poppy. The duet aspect. 80s, really one would say the decade of the duets. Yeah. The 80s to I me, as far as like popular music goes, that's like the most duet heavy decade. Mm-hmm. Apart from like, you know, the fucking 40s, but. <laughs> the, the the 40s and 50s, lots of duets. Yeah, I just, the, the yeah, but I, I really dig the song. It, it was one of the ones that I think my first lesson I was like, okay about. And then uh, the more I listened to it, I was like, no, this is like really good. Um. Uh, but one thing that helps with that is I love three beat stops in any music and especially this song. I love it on here. Like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, it, so, it, I, it's at the beginning of every chorus they they do the bum 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 bum. Yeah, just like three bum beat and then five day. beat. Yeah. I, I just I love I love stops like that. They're so good. Uh, like one of my favorite uh, parts of the Gambino concert was actually he had his band and he was like, "Yeah, we've been practicing our." Uh, I forget what he said. I, he said like jazz stops or blue stops or something. And he was like, "You guys want to see?" It? And everyone was like, "Yeah, you know." Because when when if a singer ever asks a question, does the crowd ever say no? I know. Except that one time that uh, Tyler Creator brought Drake on stage, and they were like, "Yo, you want to see Drake?" And everyone was like, "No." Where's okay, Frank? to be fair though, to be fair, 
To be fair, what? Bro, if you were at a Drake concert... You would not... Dude, even if you're you, at a Tyler Crater concert, Drake comes out, you're going to say no at a concert. <laughs> yeah, Jamie, because you I, don't, I feel like the songs that I like by Drake wouldn't be concert songs. I don't think they're going to get up there and fucking bust out Passion Fruit. Nice for what? Or like God, like even God's Plan? God's Plan's fine, yeah. Bro, what if he played uh, Forever? Okay, that'd go kind of hard. <laughs> See, dude, you're just... You're, bruh, there's no way you'd be at a concert. Your cap is so hard right now. With my woes? Maybe like... I mean, what? Like the, the hive mind of the crowd yelling boo. I, I can't yeah. say how I would I don't, react in that scenario. I don't like Drake enough to go like against the crowd because I'd be I'd be kind of funny. So I'd be like, alright, yeah, I'll hop in. <laughs> bruh, I would definitely be like, yo, Drake's performing. The, also, I didn't really listen to Frank that much. I know people who listen to Tyler listen to Frank a lot too. Yeah. So, especially if I had been expect like wanting and expecting Frank, Drake but would be still, such a letdown. I, I would but agree with that. Still, like I, Drake's a, I Drake's a person where that, where well, like, I would, I'll listen I would, to I'll cue. I've got a few of songs playlists, but like I wouldn't pay money to see him. Yeah, but, but you paid money to see Tyler though, and you didn't know Drake was coming out though. That's the thing. Yeah, if I was if I was in a crowd. And I thought Frank Ocean might be coming out, and I saw Drake walk out. I'd be like, "Oh man, still cool, like cool." Yeah, see, and and I'd have Drake's a good like time. the shortbread cookie of like, rap, though. Oh God, my day is ruined at this concert because Drake came out. Imagine your problems in life where Drake coming out instead of. <laughs> I wouldn't say my day be ruined, Frank but I Ocean. definitely would think it'd be. I'd join in the meme more than I would be sad to not see a Drake concert. You know what I mean? Okay, Dude. I feel that. Have I you guys like seen the... Um, it's a song off Blonde that isn't huge. I think it's called Close to You. But there's a video of Frank Ocean singing it at a concert. And then the camera that's um, that's like broadcasting his face to the big screen. Yeah. It like pans a little bit. And Brad Pitt is just sitting on the side of the stage. <laughs> and he just and what? They, they like play a little instrumental and it's all like mystical and Brad Pitt looks all mysterious and then they <laughs> and then they like pan it back to Frank and he finishes the song. It's actually like it it seems funny when I describe it, but it's uh-huh. it seems surprisingly emotional in a way. And it yeah. might also be just That's because funny. I'm a sucker for Brad Pitt, but yeah. It's a it's how it I is. Love his pits. Big Brad Pitt, Pitt in my head. I know who Brad Pitt is, but his face, I don't have like a, like until I, like if I see a picture of Brad Pitt, I'm like, that's Brad Pitt. In my head though, if you say, what does Brad Pitt look like? I go, hmm. <laughs> I was, I was that way until I saw, um, was it the westerny one with Leonardo DiCaprio in it? It's just no. like in my head, my head, I see, I see like a, like a, uh, what's the, you the see like blender. Yeah. App? <laughs> yeah you I see. see that with him, Matt Damon and Mark Wahlberg and Leo DiCaprio all kind of blended into one. Like, I was thinking generic, like maybe Matthew McConaughey. Oh, really? I don't see like that mixed at all. In there, no, no I there just a, think like, like Southern swagger. <laughs> see, he, like in my head, it's like he, his face in my head, it's like a blend of him, Matt Damon, and Leo. Mostly those three, all all kind of just like face blended. Like when like when when they took like a twenty five million people's faces and just like mixed them all together and it looked almost like yeah. Tiger Woods. It's like that kind of effect. Uh, okay, yeah, I, I was gonna say I'm not sure how southern he is, but he was born in Oklahoma and grew up in Springfield, Missouri. 
So, really? Yeah. But uh, but I was that same way that you're describing now until mm-hmm. I watched uh, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Mm. And, and I just really loved that movie, so it cemented his face in my head. All right, breaking Down Benjamin's ice. buttons. <laughs> um, he gains too much weight. Oh, God, I don't even know where we were going before. We were on same old news. Yeah, but I don't... I. I think I think I said all I wanted to say about it. Did you guys have anything else to say about it? Uh, just the stops no, you were yeah. talking about, um, mm-hmm. and I think that was. Uh, boom, 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 boom. Um, it it is. Aki. Oh, that's what I was talking about. Hang on, that's what I was talking about. I was talking about how at the Gambino concert, he yeah. did that with his band, and the crowd said yeah, and then he did. They did like. They were going ape shit. Obviously, they probably practiced it beforehand, but he he presented yeah. it like he was just throwing out numbers. And maybe they're that good. I mean, I'm sure that they're that good that he could have done it on the fly and it would have been mm-hmm. just as good. But he did like fucking like 19. 19. And then like the, which is the like a prime like, number. Like it's not even a multiple of any like yeah, sort of Yeah, and it's not stop. a typical rhythm. Yeah, it's like a... And then he would... Uh, I can't remember if he was counting with his vocal. I think for the longer ones he did. For like the short one, he'd be like, you know, give me two. All right, now let's hit a five and stuff like that. And then he said like 18 or 19 or some shit. And the crowd was like, started counting too. It was it was a very good moment. I think the longest he did was like 20, 25 or 26 or some shit. <laughs> it was crazy. Uh, but yeah, that was, that I know was, the, that was a, a fun memory. I'm pretty sure I know the, who the drummer is that usually tours and works with him. His name's Nate Smith, and he's like a crazy good drummer. He also toured with mm-hmm. uh, Brittany Howard. Oh, okay. Yeah. But and he's he's played with Wolfpack some too. Oh, dude, so. dude! If you say like he plays with Wolfpack, I'm like, <laughs> that's that's a musician. I won't know their name. I'm sure they're like fucking. <laughs> I'm sure they're insane. <laughs> like Corey Wong's. Yeah. outfit that like they just kind of are people who jordan they're like people who independently do their like already illustrious musical careers mm-hmm. and then every now and then they're like yeah you guys want to get together and kind of hang out and make an album again and then they do it <laughs> and it's like just incredible like musicianship interesting no but that might be like the most talented band that almost no one knows mm-hmm. yeah i'd say that like m- most on the on the talented on the most talented, most like unknown curve, they're they're pretty high up there. Yeah, they're like the they're one of those bands that are like the musicians band. Yeah, like not not like the people's band, but they're definitely like most like, yeah like in the in touch musicians. They're like oh yeah, I love their shit. I still remember okay. meeting a guy freshman year and uh, him saying that his favorite band was Wolfpack, but nobody had ever heard of them, and me being like, huh, I, kind I, of weird name. I, and then I thought you guys were saying Wolfpack at first. And, I like, <laughs> and then I and then I didn't look them up for like I don't know another year. And then I saw Lee Pardini, the piano player for Dawes. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw him say something about like wanting to go to a like to another Wolfpack show because he toured with a guy named Theo Katzman who sings with Wolfpack a lot. And I think I think that's why he shouted him out. And I was like, if Dawes likes them, I have to look them up. whatever gets you there i guess Mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah like they're like i don't listen to their like i don't like sit and listen to their stuff but whenever whenever i do hear it i'm like i like it Mm -hmm. you know um 
So then, how do you how did you guys how do you guys like being a woman? It's good. No, I'm not a woman. <laughs> oh. I actually, I actually like that a lot. I actually like. I remember listening to that song. I actually like being that one a lot. woman is a full time job. This is another one where she does her really good, like low vocal runs. And you need every dime, cause you've got a little baby, and she cries all the time. Being a woman is an uphill climb. I like it a lot. Um, I like the I like the bridge in this one a lot. It's the bridge is probably my favorite yeah. part of it. Where it's just like you're just kind of chilling, and then it's like boom. Yeah. Bridge time. The second uh, half. Making of the do has the same thing too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The second half of the bridge is some of my favorite, like l- little li- lyrical lumps on the album. She says, "And if I complain, they'll blame my feelings. But look at the view from my glass ceiling. Barely see that sunlight stealing through." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sheesh. I gotta stop sheeshing actually good things. No, like, that's, that's what you're supposed to sheesh. I know, but it, I feel like it takes away from it. No, it hypes it up, Nick. <laughs> it's all hype. Yeah, I, I really like it. Um, the song's really good. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's got uh, a lot of topics, too, that are dear to her heart, probably. And. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, this yep. one was written. <laughs> well, this doesn't help. They're all they're all listed as <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, I think they're it. all listed as the writers for like every song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least on Genius. Like, like um, uh, God, why can I not think right now? Nope, you got this. Jordan's got that that raw chicken breast brain right now. Oof. No wrinkles. What? Oh, just smooth. Fucking weirdo. I'm saying it's obviously near and dear to her because she's mm-hmm. like a woman living in this time, so she's singing about stuff that matters to her. Mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if there's anything else that I was trying to say about that. But... <laughs> I agree. That is a completely 100% fair point. Yes, thank as you, a thank you, thank as you. a cis man, I agree. <laughs> yeah, as some white dude, <laughs> <laughs> I see that now has short I hear hair you. that looks. Like every other white. Dude. Look, we're the first white men who started a podcast. All right, that's true. We're on the we're on the that. forefront of culture. <laughs> uh, Joe Rogan has nothing. <laughs> the new way to win at podcasting is to uh, not make any money from it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we're on the come up. Yeah, I mean, I, I always like the song. Um, Making and then, and then I also really like making do. Me too. Kind of, uh, it kind of. So like, this is the first one, at least that I can really remember. That's like straight up. So so being a woman's the first one where it's straight up is like you know tackling issues facing women in society mm-hmm. right now, and then making do is like the first like 
climate change jazz R&B bop <laughs> that I can think of. Uh, apparently, so apparently it was written by one of the Mikes. I think that when they refer to Mike Olson, they call him McDuck. And Mike, I assume, means uh, Mike Calab- Calabrese? Calabrese, the drummer. Okay. Uh but they said he's actually like a like he's he's like a big like climate change activist in in his okay spare time, okay. um, and so he he he's spearheaded the writing of, uh, making do, but yeah, it's really good. Uh, fucking, you're working harder than ever now, and the coffee sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, Colombian Kenya got too damn hot, and now you're making do with what you've got. And that's the intro. And so, like, right off the intro, I was like, huh? To the next generation, Merry Christmas. You're working harder than ever now, and the coffee sucks. You know, Colombia and Kenya got too damn hot, and now you're making do with what you Uh, and then, yeah, the whole thing, uh, but I really like, uh, so the structure of it is like the verses are mainly sung by Rachel, but then every two or three lines, there's like the whole band says like a, a little, like one line mm-hmm. the kind of, It's it's like almost call and response, but there's mm-hmm. there's more response, I guess. Yeah, it's call and response. If they didn't, if like the calling verse is not talking about the response verse, uh huh. But then sometimes they're kind of related, and other times it's like I don't know. It, it's really cool structurally, but it, as because it's the whole song like that, I can't cut it in. But it's really good. <laughs> Um, I like, there's the, the third section of the first verse is, uh, killer waves and riots coming to the coastline soon, counting up the new typhoons quicker than kilowatts. I was like, shit. I remember the first time I heard her say kilowatts in the song. Mm -hmm. It just took me by surprise. You said, wait, I'm an electrical engineer. And she just said something that. I relate to you. That's you're big, freaking, you're big James Watt guy. That's freaking crazy. That's freaking crazy. James Watt, the inventor, the the namer of a kilowatt, who also invented horsepower, yet he didn't make them a round, easy integer. Someone in else, relation to each other. Someone else should have invented it. Who didn't invent two units for the same thing? Where one is just stupid. <laughs> this one's <laughs> one. This is I thought max joule, power joule per second, created. and this one is. 756 joules. Dude, you know how many that? joules like, per it's second? It's like 243 or some shit. You know how much so Nick dumb. that is, bro? Uh, but I also, I also like the bridge in this one again. It's another like sound explosion and then... Uh, the whole the whole bridge is basically how you know 
our generations having to deal with the find out part of uh, the fuck around generation, you know? Oh, yes. God. He's starting to talk about generations and stereotypes associated with them. <laughs> I don't think it's a stereotype to say that in the 80s, climate change was, like, not... Like, that was the fuck around and we're the find out. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant more... I thought you were talking about Gen Z, my bad. No, no, no. I mean in the sense Cause of... Because like, all they do is fuck around on TikTok and make <laughs> stupid-ass no, 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 no. videos. Not like that. I mean, like, specifically relating to... I saw someone tweet that and i was like that's exactly what it feels like that actually is what, yeah. like in the yeah, 80s could... they were just just shitting hairspray everywhere and just had all the lights on everywhere and then now oh, we're like oh time. shit ramifications <laughs> i was gonna say yeah i like the guitar like not is it i don't know if it's a solo per se but mm-hmm. i like that little guitar riff in the middle uh, mm-hmm. kind of middle song I think this was the first time on the album where, like, you, I really noticed the trumpet thrown into the hook, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I really like that. I, I'll always like trumpet, you know, shit. Mm-hmm. Trumpet, trombone, saxophone, can't go Trumpets wrong. Trumpets by Jason Derulo. Okay, you can go wrong. What? <laughs> you don't like that, that song? That song's not It's fine. Awesome. It's fine. It's like a six out of ten. You don't like that? And the trumpets, there he go. Yeah, right, if the whole song was song, just bro. that trumpet hook, then I'd like it a lot more. Mm. Get rid of the Jason Derulo, keep the trumpet. I mean, I'm there. Oh, you're bad. <laughs> Jamie likes the trumpet's instrumental. Because <laughs> however they mic'd up the trumpets in that song, it sounds really good. There's a lot of stank in there. Yeah. Anyways. Also, doesn't Jason Derulo kind of suck? Like, why do we still like monetarily support him? Does he suck? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he like. I don't want to throw out any claims, but I'm. I don't like, know. We, we, like, we, we, we can talk about it later if you want. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that he's like a shitty kind of guy. I haven't heard any of that. I'd be at least surprised to read. Past him was like a shitty kind of guy. I don't know. Jamie been reading um, Breitbart too much lately. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie's on his. I don't think J- Jamie's scrolling through, talk about Jason scrolling through Parler, clicking whatever links he he, he pleases. Bro, I, bet, I bet Parler was going crazy earlier today. True. Does Parler still exist, or did they shut it down? Bunch I of, don't think so. Bunch of dumb fucks. I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure um, they don't have the server. But anyways, I, like no one would support their server. So um, exactly. Um, Absolutely. I, th- I think. Th- <sighs> I, I think that that caps off my uh, my making do notes. But I, I really like that one. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was interesting. The the lyrics are compassionate for our current generation, or even potentially for the next generation because not much stuff is changing currently. Yeah, it it is. I guess that's a good point. It's a different normally you hear when you when you're thinking of songs in this genre or, or not genre but uh like subject matter, it's more like fuck the past people, but this one's more like damn sorry for you youngins. Yeah, like <laughs> damn yeah. we we know you're, uh, you're we know you're making do. We know you're doing all you can, but it's kind of hard to unfuck everything that's already been fucked you know like yeah yeah 
it's just I, I just thought it was interesting. Anytime I like one of the biggest things that sets me off politically or socially is seeing when people are are like, oh, why can't you pay off your student debt? Like I work my just equivocating things that are clearly yeah. different. Like yeah. now, like especially money wise, but anything broad broadly. Yeah, just. Mm-hmm. Equivoc- equivocating things that are, are vastly and completely yeah. fundamentally different now. Just like the whole idea of like why are, why are kids so stressed now? They have technology. It's like yeah, that's <laughs> only made everything more stressful. <laughs> also, inflation, like all kinds of just dumbassness. Why? This why uses are... like political discourse arguments, like fucking <laughs> saying that minimum wage shouldn't be raised. When if it was on track to be raised, not even on track with like CEO salary increases, just mm-hmm. tracking with inflation, it should be way more than it is. And people are like, I paid off my fucking college with my minimum wage job. It's like, all right, <laughs> first off, college <laughs> is way harder now. Back then you could just go, I have a degree. I would like a job and people would hire you. Now yeah. you can apply to 400 places and not get an interview. Jamie type beat. And fucking <laughs> you dumb motherfucker. Inflation. Minimum wage hasn't increased. College has increased incredibly much. Like, it's so stupid. Any anytime that's and it's not it like it's not even people who aren't versed in the subjects saying that. It's people who like should know better, yet will suddenly come out of nowhere with like that dumbass shit. I got you. Well, you know, and poli- and politicians will say that to spur on people who don't know as much about it, and then I've mind a group I, of people, and it's just because, like, I don't think all the racist politicians are necessarily racist. They say that shit because they know it'll work. Because the people who get their news from Facebook, on both sides, uh, on on all of the political spectrum, there are people on both sides who like they see headline on Facebook and go, "Okay, this is great." It's almost guaranteed to be false and just trying to get like money or political gain from you with no basis. And so like most politicians, I don't think like most politicians aren't that stupid, but they know that people who are will vote for them if they say this thing and they're spineless and have no moral compass. So then they just say it because that will give them money and donations or keep them in power. And so it's so it's so frustrating knowing that people should and most often do know better, but then they're just like scum with no backbone <laughs> and fucking they they're clout demons for like racism. <laughs> you're you're holding back society because your tiny little greedy brain goes ooh. If I say I know, this I inflammatory thing, I'll get money. Racism, <laughs> racism, clout like, demons. Like not supporting gun control when as soon as the country opens, we've had a mass shooting at least every day, if not more than one a day. Dumb motherfuckers. True, true. Um, I don't mean to keep uh, us going, but we're pushing uh, an hour right now, so we might want to keep well, talking. Well, I, I do want to say, I do want to say, the lady, the lady who talks about um, believing in like the the Jewish space laser, 
I think she's. Oh I think she's. She's just, that dumb. I think she's just she's dumb. She's that dumb. <laughs> she's that. Dumb. I don't even know what a Jewish space laser is. No one. It doesn't that, exist. It just, exactly. It's just, exactly. It's just someone. You're a rational person. It's just Jordan. someone believing conspiracy theories. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, but yeah, some of them are just that stupid. But um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, lackluster lover. One of my favorite songs on the she, album. Dude. Lackluster Lover is so fucking good. That intro section, I, I this is one where I have to actually read it. Um, I'm so good on you. I'm so good on this. You could tell me you love me and I wouldn't give a shit. Damn. Like the first time me and Nick were listening in the office, I caught I, I turned like, around. The, that second. <laughs> yeah, I caught that second. And I was like, okay, I got to start the song over. What was that? <laughs> the whole. I've, I love the whole song is. I mean, it's a lackluster lover. The relationship is so boring that there's no like, like inciting incident to write about. It's mm-hmm. a song just about a boring relationship. And then <laughs> fucking the second verse opposites attract but i think i'll pass when you tell me you need me i'm sure you really do but i've had my fill i don't get no thrills this relationship is just shades of beige and blue If someone told me, not even that I sucked, I think it'd be worse if someone was just like, you're such a beige person. I'd be like, well, god damn, dude. (laughs) My whole pain ended right there on the spot. That's just like a, oh my god. Yeah. Just fucking brutal. Yeah, but I do. I, I always... I enjoy that song a lot. Um, and then probably my other highlight on the album is uh, Know That I Know. Because uh, mm-hmm. I do have some stuff written down, but it's kind of like just minor things. But the other big thing I have was I really like Know That I Know. I like the, I like the funkiness of it. That That's where you start to get again. Like as soon as it starts, your head starts going. Yeah. Uh, and the, the lyrics of the first verse are a lot are, are really good and also I really like the chorus can't even remember because all i want to hear all i want to say in my head is right like without listening to it is like i know that you know that i know that you know that i know yeah that she know. she said i think it's for uh don't you know that i know that you know that i know that you want me yeah <laughs> and don't i, I know like, that you know that i know that you know that i want you <laughs> so let it be known by letter or phone all of our lovers better leave us alone 
all our other lovers better leave us alone. Get ready to go because I'm taking you home. It's it's yeah. the whole it's that stage in dating where you're like both parties are like okay, I'm ready to do this, but they don't want to like overstep it in case the other person doesn't. And so uh-huh. it's kind of like it's talking about that social dynamic where it's like true where you you start to go exclusive, I guess. Uh, which I don't think is a stage in a relationship that is sung about that much, at least that, like, I'm familiar with. Yeah. Uh, so, so I like that. And then I like all the the verses are written as, like, we're, we're like baseball and hot dogs. You're Ferris Bueller and I'm your day off. Like, it's like yeah. the, um, <laughs> pairings. Like pairings. Baseball. I thought, um, I thought Same Old News was interesting. You were talking about how this stage of a relationship isn't sung about a whole lot. In same old news, the whole song is pretty much about a relationship in the public eye, mm-hmm. like uh, trying to. They're talking about moving to an island together, but but she's sure that they'll build the tower so that they can see them. Like, yeah, uh, I, I thought that was interesting. You don't hear about that a whole lot that's from true. the pers- that's true. love in the perspective of like a a public relationship. Yeah, and mm-hmm. something I really enjoyed in uh, uh, know that you know is the. The, the rhyme that they do in the chorus you, you said it the so let it be known by letter or phone all our other lovers better leave us alone mm-hmm. the the known phone alone like but alone that i'm taking you home yeah uh-huh it's just that there's a there's a carol king song that i like a lot that does that it's uh it the song is it's too late uh, but uh mm-hmm. we talked about it in my music class a while back and just gotcha. that, like the the songwriting that still conveys, that pushes the song forward and conveys the song's message, but still rhymes like back to back to back to back. Like it's impressive in in rap, of course, but this is just like little bars, rhythmic bars in a chorus, and it's just mm-hmm. it, it it's catchy. It makes it earwormy, you know. Yeah, the fact that they like that all of them took turns writing songs for this. They're all very talented songwriters. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like, uh, my last thing is I really love the harmonica and feels like the last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I also really like, I think this is some of her, like the stankier vocal delivery in the, in the, um, it's like during the verses, whenever she holds stuff out, there's a lot of really good, like vocal distortion. She adds to it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, Ooh, Makes you get that like pucker up a little bit. That's how you know it's real good. Uh, and then that's the that's the last of my like major notes that I had. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it for me. We talked about all my favorite songs. Samesies. Samesies. All right. Well, then I guess we can rate it. Um, me, the negative four hundred. Oh wait, which was the wait? Jordan's got uh, <laughs> Jordan's got Jordan's got announcing next week. Um, for me, I'm gonna give it. Uh, let me give it a, a flat eight, I think. Solid. Mm-hmm. But I was torn between a seven and a half and an eight, but I think an eight. I got you. Oh, wait, no, it's, it's next. Yeah, time, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, um, I'm going to hit it with the seven. Okay. 
I'm gonna hit it with a four and a half. Mm. Four point five. Okay. Right. Uh, almost. Broke I feel like it didn't. Yeah, I feel like it didn't. Like nope. a lot of songs didn't like speak to me or actually make me. Jamie just ripped ass yeah, in the microphone. I didn't. That was my. That was a burp. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, throat. I didn't think that like your rating would be high, but I thought you would like a few songs on it, a decent amount. Yeah, I did. I did. That was kind of. I was too optimistic. See, I, I was I was realist. I didn't think <laughs> I, I was expecting like a four. Mm. So I'm I'm delighted okay. with a four. Nice, 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 nice. Um, and I that brings us to, for the second week in a row, and for the fourth time in the last five weeks, we are at a six and a half. <laughs> Oh, Tied no. with True Sadness, 22 a million, Women in Music, and Sound and Fury. We're just we're just diluting each other. Yeah, that's that's so funny. Literally, the only thing was halfway in between that was Find the Beat with a 5.83. All right, so then, uh, so Jordan, what are we going to be listening to next week? Um. We're going to be listening to an album I don't think you guys have explored a ton. And that's going to be... <laughs> the College Dropout. Oh, Oof. shit. Our second appearance by Kanye. Yes. I was going to say also first, by me. but... Yeah, I forgot that we did Silly Gooses. So. Yep. But I, I, I don't I mean, think you guys have explored this a ton, a ton, right? Mm-hmm. I've listened I, to it once or yeah. twice. This one, okay, okay. Kind of, but it's kind been of his first, his first three. Uh, wait, did you say graduation or dropout? The college dropout. Okay. Um. Yeah. Kind of his Not first three are like, <laughs> they're ones I'm probably the most familiar with graduation out of like his first three. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Wait, hmm? the college dropout. Then it's late registration. Grad. Yeah, late late registration. That's and then it's a uh, yeah, and then it's graduation is graduation. definitely the one I'm least familiar with. Really, yeah. that that's the one I feel like I'm most familiar with. Uh, but that, even though, like, like I'm definitely more familiar with like his later portion yeah. of work. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but this is exciting. It'll give me a reason to go back and listen to it more. Nice. There's just so and many then, songs on there that I like. I guess we we can wait. There's there's gonna be some special announcements next week too. Ooh, um, teaser, teaser. Ooh. Come okay. back. Little teaser. Little teaser. Uh, so then, what have you guys been listening to this week? I oh, um, I don't even know, Holmes. Um, <laughs> Do, oh, I started listening to Givian a little bit more. Okay, Heartbreak Anniversary. Anybody? <laughs> I don't know. I do like what? I do like Givian though. Uh, like, uh, isn't he featured on that that new Justin Bieber Drake song? song? Oh yeah, the peaches yeah. one or that thing? song's actually all right. Yeah, my friend says she likes the one that's like uh, his part way better than Justin Bieber's part. Yeah, but um, but he also does the you know the one that's the song that's like um, you played the one the the one that he's on with Drake, but I I forget yeah. it. Two thirty baby, come and meet me, mada bean. I I wouldn't know it. The, the only time I heard that song was when he played it in the car. But the the heartbreak anniversary one is the one where they're um they're at uh what's it called Coachella. No, stop it! I have to remember <laughs> the, the 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 one the one on TikTok where they're in the middle of all the people, and it's like 
It's cold outside, but when you walk down my life, will you, why you walk out my life? It's like it's every time. I don't know. All of these days, it feels like you and me. Heartbreak and of... Bro, let me play it. You'll know what I'm talking about. <sighs> Anyways, <laughs> that's it. You overestimate me. Gotcha. No. Um, for me, I bought a couple vinyls uh, this week. I've been listening to those. Um, I got the second bluegrass vinyl from Sturgill Simpson, Cutting Grass Volume Ooh. 2. I got an album by His Golden Messenger that I've liked for a long time, Heart Like a Levy. He came out with another single today. It's called Hardly Town. It's good. Um, nice, nice, nice. Uh, you said when the levy breaks? Close. Almost. Uh, <laughs> almost, almost. Um, I bought a, a Doobie Brothers album, which I didn't know was coincidentally the one where they got a new singer named Michael McDonald, who uh, I also, at the same time, bought a Michael McDonald vinyl because I knew who Michael McDonald was and I liked the sound of a lot of his music. But uh, mm-hmm. the Doobie Brothers album has a similar feel because he like started to helm the band. It's got like more of a uh, soul-ish vibe to it rather than a classic rock vibe. But it's they're both really good. Um, oh, <laughs> do you guys know who Dev Lemons is from Song Psych on TikTok? Uh, I feel no. like you sent me. Yeah, I sent it. I sent it in our Snapchat group. Yeah, her okay. her new EP Lemontopia came out. Yeah, I think well, I was saying I think I think you sent a TikTok of hers to me recently. Mm. It might have been she she collabs with uh, Fantano sometimes. Oh yes, like, it was that. Videos it, it was something. Oh, yeah, it was yeah, something with yeah. And I, I think it's the yeah. one where he's like, "Ooh, this EP is so stinky. Oh my <laughs> god, it's so smelly." And then it cuts back to her, and she's like, "Shoo wee! Oh man!" Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Because I was like. Who is this? Yeah, and every time she promotes gotcha. it and like gets other TikTok people to help her promote it, they always say like, <laughs> "Lemontopia is so stinky. You should check it out." It's really funny. Now, is it stinky or is it stanky? Uh, it's comedically stinky. It's not like groovy, jazzy, okay. stanky. Okay, but it's okay. more like indie pop, and she's got some funny lyrics and stuff. Interesting. Nice. That, is that is yeah, that, that yeah that's, that's pretty much it. uh yeah i uh i've been listening to this album and then i think as a product of this album i took like the mental departure and i've been listening to a lot of lawrence again oh yeah uh we did living room by them david introduced him to us uh and they're like now on my like short list of people i would love to see in concert once like that happens again uh i've been listening to their live album one quite a lot uh, and then Living Room and their first album, Breakfast. Uh, and they've got some pretty cool covers, too. They do a lot of, like, especially on their, if you look at their YouTube channel, YouTube channel, I don't know what I said. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they have a lot of, like, they, they do a lot of, like, impromptu shit and then just throw it on their YouTube channel. Like, hmm. one of them was a cover they did of, I think it was Make a Move, but it's Gracie and... Clyde, the brother and sister that are the front people, just they're they're on like a day off in Europe. They're on a gondola in Venice, and they do like an acoustic cover of that. And they've got a third person just recording on like an iPhone or some shit. And they're like, all right, put it on YouTube. 
and uh, so I found a lot of stuff like that. And just watching them do live sets, I'm like, fuck. This looks so fun. That's like, uh, uh, sorry to interrupt you. Lake Street Dive does a yeah. Halloween cover every year, and I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And I watched them do like Bohemian Rhapsody, Afternoon Delight, and uh, and Don't Let Me Down by the gonna Beatles. Grab my baby, gonna find her. Don't let me hold don't her tight. Gonna grab some afternoon delight. Delight. Um. Sky yeah, I, I just I I found yeah I found a lot of their stuff on YouTube, and they have a cover on their second live album uh that is um the song is titled get busy and i never knew the title of it uh but then through their live album i was like wait i know this song yeah and it uh i wonder can you that's like uh i think i heard the song everyone's a winner in movies for years and i didn't know the title of it and then it came on in some like I don't radio. think I know what song that you, is. You, you pro- you, I feel like you definitely know it if you heard it. The guitar riff at the beginning. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so I, I've just been listening to, like, honestly, mostly a lot of Lawrence and a lot of Alt-J and then this album, obviously. I, I feel like... Obviously. Ha, obvious, oh, God. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, God. Obviously, Seption. And I've, I've also been going back and listening to more of Lay Street Dive's, like, past catalog yep kind of brushing back up on it yeah i meant to i meant to say something about the drummer's vocals he sings like a verse on bad self portraits and i i don't think he sings Mm -hmm. like lead on any other song in any of their like i can't think of anything and like he i can't even think of his i can't even think of him singing that on bad self portraits i just the the song is called 17 on there that he sings on and i i really enjoy his verse but they're just you're saying Never if they again. hear it, you want them to do more? Of course. Please, 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 gotcha. Mike Calabrese, if we're saying your name right, please do another lead verse. <laughs> if not, don't hold it against us. Fulfill Nick's wishes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Well, I guess uh, I guess with that, we can go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, you know, we just wanted to say thanks again for listening this week. Uh, remember to tune in next week where we're going to be taking a look at The College Dropout by Kanye West. Uh, Be sure to listen to it as much as you want. Uh, And then you can kind of have your own thoughts and mentally join in the discussion with us. Uh, You could also, if you want to, not mentally, but rather physically join in the discussion, you can drop a comment on YouTube, or you can also just kind of probably the best way would be to tweet them at us. We're on Twitter at at listuppodcast podcast and that account as well as all of our personal handles are going to be in the description of wherever you found this episode um if you enjoyed this one and you really just feel generous you could drop us a rating and review on wherever you got this from your platform of choice uh but yeah for now we'll catch you next week and remember to listen up 